coast to coast, border to border, and around the world. It's time for The Bill Alexander Show. The Bill Alexander Show is a guest-driven program where the topics are diverse and entertaining. Laugh and learn while you listen to one of the best hours of online radio. Now, here's your host, Bill Alexander. Hi, everyone. Welcome to this edition of The Bill Alexander Show with yours truly, William Eric Alexander. All my friends call me Bill. And it's kind of different today because I'm in my studio, 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 that's it. I knew I can get the words out right. Whoa, where's my mind at today? Anyways, I'm in my studio outside of Pittsburgh and on the other side of the United States, I have Katie Kanachas. Katie, how are you doing today? Kanakis. I knew I'd get it wrong today. Kanakis, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. And I know what's going on with your studio, studio, studio. Joe Biden just passed the law an hour ago. Cannabis is illegal. Woohoo! Where is it legal at? Everywhere. Everywhere. They're, yeah, they're taking it. Um, uh, uh, the can you open this phone thing? Uh, yeah, it's uh here. Uh, well, I'll just tell you the alpha right now. This is the alpha. Um, Joe Biden just pardoned everyone convicted of the federal crime of marijuana possession and set in motion a process to reschedule or deschedule cannabis under the Controlled Substances Act. And weed stocks are up. So all the people who got into cannabis who've known, now all all the stocks are up in cannabis right now. Crazy. I talked to someone a few weeks ago that uh, has been in it for the last couple of years, and I'm surprised she didn't mention that this was on the horizon, but I'm glad to see it finally happen. Oh, I mean, yeah, people talk about it, but victory has been, everyone's like, God bless Joe Biden, God bless (laughs) Joe Biden. So, where are you off to today? Uh, So, right now we're in Venice. I just came from On the Blockchain podcast downtown. We're um, with my director, Braden Russell. Uh, I uh, have a vision producing a new comedy project on the blockchain. We're going to make two to five minutes on the blockchain and put it in the international film festivals for Web2 in the NFT category. Now we're in Venice. We're pulling up on Ascension Pop-Up. Our friends, Rocco and uh, Nolan, they have the Ascension Pop-Up till 11 11 and it's this immersive experience with light sound technology all the musicians who are touring and going around the world with those bright lights for your circadian rhythm Mm -hmm. and for mitigation and for homeostasis of our spirits and our our livelihood of how we're acting and being on a cellular level it's very damaging so there are these lights that have been invented and um I guess he like was lived down the street from Steve Jobs and their friends um, who cre- created these like gold lights. So these these people, they go um, sincerely as you are. They're a duo, Rocco and uh, Nolan, and they're performing on Abbott Kenny, um, you know, for like 45 days straight. And I saw four performances in the last week. Yesterday, we had the premiere of MMM, which is um, marijuana medical man and jeff sipes who's legendary he's the voice um on teen titans and he's the voice of 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 michelangelo for Mm -hmm. um teenage mutant ninja turtles well um he created nftv network and um it's a network for decentralization builders creator economy um putting content on the network think of like 
MTV meets like Adult Swim, like okay. when MTV first started, it was really cool. So he, we're very good friends. We did a, a movie together with Andy Milanakis, and he's a part of the network as well and um, in blockchain community. We all three did a movie together called Killer Pad back in the day, and Robert England directed it, and he played Freddy Cougar. Okay. Um, uh, in, in the movie, he was the actor playing Freddy Cougar. So, um, Gregory asked me to be a part of the network. So now I'm putting my new show called Cultural Kids. Culture Kids will be on NFTV Network, and people can go there nftnetwork.com, and they can mint for free. <laughs> and uh, the Tesla's parking itself. I, so, I, I was going to ask you about that. If you're wondering what the beeping is, it's getting that. You know. Yeah, there we go. Here we are. So all good. So um, yeah, so uh, Culture Kids will be on nftvnetwork.com and we're going to be premiering at our Art Basel. And uh, would you like to say hi to Braden Russell, my director, really quick? Sure. Okay. Can hey, I get in here? Yeah. Hello. Hey, how are you doing? So awkward, but I, <laughs> hi, how are you? It's a pleasure to meet you. Nice to Happy meet to you, be too. On this podcast. <laughs> Thanks. Tell them something about Culture Kids. Tell the listeners something about Culture Kids. Uh, we're going to be doing this really fun comedy uh, project, and we're going to be bringing out uh, fashion, art, music, poetry, everything. All of the greatest creators we know in the Web3 space are going to be in this comedy series that follows katie a voice actor in through her uh becoming a multi-millionaire crypto mogul okay and the comedy that comes with that process and the best and worst of web three kind of making fun of ourselves but also pushing the needle forward especially for the women's empowerment movement within the web three culture which is such a huge priority right now that sounds that sound interesting it really does thank you and it all <laughs> takes place in venice california so what have you been doing recently? We talked about uh, last time we talked, there was a possible TV program you were working on. We were talking yeah. about your music. We were talking about your website um, and all that other stuff. So where are you with all that, all those things we talked about in the past? Yeah. So I have an, uh, a new show coming out. Um, it's supposed to be around Halloween. Um, it's going to be on realm.fm, listen away. And um, I was hired by two legendary casting directors in Hollywood who cast film and TV mm -hmm. for a new scripted podcast series through SAG AFTRA, 10 episodes. I'm one of the lead characters. Oh, cool. And so, yeah, it's about werewolves. So we already recorded everything, 10 episodes, and it's going to be coming out shortly here. So it's being released for Halloween then? Um, I was told it's going to be released around Halloween. And they just had me recording all the po promos in the studio last week. So now it's being played everywhere. Okay. So what else are you up to? How's the music career going? Yeah, music's going well. Um, I'm going to put it in the new comedy series. Uh, and then um, Searchlight. Uh, it's all about women empowerment on the blockchain. I've done, you know about seven or eight exhibitions with them this year as an artist and with my poetry and my art and my vision. So I'm going to take two of the songs that are encoded with healing frequencies. So Fagio healing frequencies and mint them on the blockchain and have them be a part of the curation about science and technology. And um, so that'll be at Art Basel in December as well. 
So the, the more I hear you talk, the, the more I understand that anytime anything is presented to you, you try to go to that direction and try to embrace it. When you started in the career that you have right now, did you ever think you'd be doing the things that you're doing now? I knew I was meant for greatness and I knew it was magical. And I, I, I felt the magic and I held on to the magic and I knew, and, and I was yearning and like reflecting and the separation of hope and, and seeing how sad the world is, you know, and, um, and the stuff. And I just always knew to be a beacon of light and that, that hope to share, spread positivity, warmth and love. And we have our ups and our downs. But the moment is now it's happening and the integration of the blockchain and Web3 and science and technology with builders and creators. And it's really just going full circle, you know. So instead of like um, people at the top down, they're going to the root bottom up and we're eradicating the injustices and eradicating the people who aren't heard. The people who are suffering the most are silent. And so we have to take actionable steps. And I am moving the needle and taking actionable steps to share this message with people and collectively hearing it. And it's so wonderful to hear. And so the answer is yes. I've always known. I didn't know the details of it, in it but yes. And so for me, when I apply things, I'm just going out there as a creator, but now there's an opportunity to pivot all of it and apply real world experiences with entertainment, with Web3 and blockchain and then same thing with blockchain because it's so advanced and the things the way I'm thinking and the way that the people are, it's still a lot for people. So on a psychological level to embrace the gap and, and, and merge them together. And we just had a huge Ethereum merge, you know, a week and a half ago, um, taking who am I in the world now and acting right and then applying it in Web3, but then bringing it over to Web2 for Hollywood. You know, like, and so I'm, I'm, I'm making them just one. I'm integrating them now, so there's not a separation. We've had enough separation. It's time to really come together. And how do we do that by having this conversation? And how do we do that by sharing these kinds of things? You know, so it becomes more comfortable and and normal for each other. So I'm an old guy, and you keep mentioning what Web three is, and I've never heard anything referred to that. So what is Web three? Great. Great, great. So basically, Web3 is this. So if you go to any article on Google, you can see all the talks about the internet, which is Web1. And the, the news slammed it. It was slammed. They said it's a fad. It was going to come. It was going to go, blah, 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 blah. Obviously, YouTube here is here. Our technology is here is how we're communicating. Um, like it, it, it's the internet is the internet. And everyone just goes along life like, oh, my God, this is the internet. That's web one. Okay. Which everyone became very familiar with. But there was a lot of uproar about it when it first happened. There's women on my podcast. She's all over the place. Podcast, tune in. And um, there are women on my podcast who say, um, I remember web one. I remember the back and forth in corporate web one. You know, Janine Penn, that's a great episode to listen to. She's a, a quantum thinker creative director and so web two is what some people use now um all the apps okay. spotify the streaming services youtube the all the streaming services and then there's this uproar over how long where it's like they are listening to us they are collecting our data 
They right. are scraping our information. I'm being paranoid and hidden because all my information is being sold and they know how to speak to us and sell us. So we're like, you know, computing certain information. That's web two. Okay. Web. That's web two. That's so there are layers. Web three. Web three is the blockchain. And because of the blockchain, things are transparent. So you have your bank account where it's a private bank account and there's numbers and it's your private bank account. So you can still be private in ways of living. However, certain things that we do will be transparent on the blockchain. So people aren't stealing and taking what's yours. So it's a way for that not to happen. And all the bots and the marketing and the scams and the pump and dumps, and you don't know what's real and what's not because it's so much saturation. It eliminates that because when you have numbers and the blockchain, it's very transparent that that's what it is, you know? So that's, I mean, I could go into different ways of blockchain, but those are the layers of one, two, and three. And, you know, then there's the controversy back and forth of like, why would I have everything on the blockchain? But like, it's not everything on the blockchain. Like you can not have what you don't want on the blockchain. But in, for example, this is where I go to is like, when you fly, instead of like printing it out, having all those toxicities from the paper, you know, from a receipt or from a plane ticket, you can download the app and you can QR code it. And it's basically an NFT, a non-fungible token, a digital asset. So you can fly because you exchange money with this company and you can fly to your destination one way and then it cancels out and you can't keep using it. Right. But what if you could keep using it? Wouldn't that be fun? Yeah. That would be fun if you could keep using that ticket. So imagine the world with music and anything you like, food, you places you like to go, people you like to hang out with. You have a QR code that's like a flight ticket that you can just scan and use every single time without paying, without finding out if it's the real deal, if you're going to get scammed, without because you're a part of a system and a community of ethical people that you choose to be a part of um, collectively, and you get to reuse that digital asset every single time. It's easier. You're, someone's not selling your information, and it's it's yours, and you own that. Okay. So you're involved in the whole thing of NFTs right now, the non-fungible uh, tokens, which, again, I understand <clears throat> I understand where it's coming from, and I understand the purpose behind it. But as a consumer myself, why would I want to buy it if I can't physically touch it? Yeah, the reason why... The thing is, you can physically touch it just because you have a digital asset. It's just the photo, the song, the video. Okay. Like you have a a digital asset, which is the the scan to get on the flight. You have the NFT to get onto the flight, but you see the flight attendants. There's IRL in real life experiences. You sit next to real people who also have that digital asset that go to, to the destination of where you're wanting to go to. So it's called utility. When you buy a QR code for the plane ticket, you know what you're going to get with that plane ticket. The utility behind it. It's not the NFT, um, essentially the digital asset. It's what comes along. So for you, why would I want just a digital asset? Maybe you wouldn't. And that's okay. 
But what if you have a digital asset, but it comes with the shoes that you get every month, or it comes with the place you like to go eat three times a week. And, and then because you have that, you get a free ice cream and you get a, you get two free meals a month and you get um, exclusive information when there's like 15% off mm -hmm. or half off or buy one, get one free. Or, um, you know, you can bring 10 of your friends have the experience that you like. So the utility can be anything and it's a wild, wild west. So it can be created on so many different levels. Right. Um, but those are some of the gifts that you give. If you want to give another example, you can, but it's not, sometimes it's just a digital asset, but it's called a fidgetal where you get the physical and the digital, like this mm. is 50 millimeter collective and it's a fidgetal. So you get a digital asset of an NFT and it's all about sustainability and who these people are, are my friends and their mission of who they are and what they're doing in the world. I want to be a part of that community. I want to okay. be, a, I want to put my money, my currency, my attention on people who are doing good intentions. And I want to put my currency on people and, and my earnings on. So I feel good what's going into my body and the people and what I'm spending on for the planet. Because, um, and I've talked to people about this before, and I've heard many different explanations behind it. Yours is starting to make a little bit more sense than what I've heard in the past because of what you get from it, which is really nice. Because I've created digital content for the last 25 years, and it's out there. Anybody can grasp it. The only thing is I haven't, quote unquote, monetized it because... I've given it to the public to use in the public interest. Unlike the days that I was on the radio when it went out into space and you never could get it back again. So now you're able to access it. So if I wanted to put a value on that, then I could be able to actually sell the NFT. Not only that, but maybe photos or record whatever with that. Yeah. And that way the audience has more of the, the um, experience than they would just with one side of the uh, conversation. 1000% yes to everything. And that's where the creative juices flow. And you find out other things that are possible. And I'm a consultant. So I'm a strategist, and I can apply action to show options based on what the interests are. If it's a podcast, it's if it's a show, things of that nature, even with content that's already been out, you can mint it on the blockchain. And like yoga people who are doing courses, or if you have packages and things that you offer, you can curate such a thing where like, oh, like it's a like people can be a part of this community and what you're doing and they're going to get X, Y and Z value. And the people who are the OG fans who are in it now in the beginning, when the second collection comes out, then they get airdropped the first the, 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 the right. OG first ones, they get airdropped the second so they don't pay for it. So they get the, in the OG ones and the original believers and the people who come on to your community and you're building this. Then, then as it builds out, when you do your fifth or eighth or ninth collection, like all the OG people in the original, they get, they get the first to know about everything and they get like all the airdrops. So you can build it out so many different ways. And uh, yeah, so any, you and anyone who's interested um, would love to talk more about consulting and strategy and taking applied action. It's not for everyone and that's okay, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and you don't have to have like all this money to get started. Like, you know, you can do lazy minting for free. But the important thing it, to know about carbon footprint is you don't need to mint everything. Everything does not need to be minted, like going on the blockchain. Like be mindful about what you're putting on the blockchain. It's like when you go to the toilet, 
like you want to make sure you fuck you flush you know what i mean you don't mm-hmm. want to make you want to flush when you go to the toilet we, it's like look at all the 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 um you know the waste management and the recycling companies and all the consumer trash that we don't need we so you don't want to you know on the planet it, where it's overloaded with stuff we don't right. need so you don't want to mint things on the blockchain that aren't needed you want to do it intentionally you know because we're leaving our legacy here and it's going to be it's going to be it is on the blockchain so we want to be sustainable with it about what we're putting on there not a bunch of junk that we don't need the more i listen to you the more i think i'm understanding it because basically when the internet came out to play or even computers came out to play we were told how it was going to to eliminate paper consumption However, in reality, it didn't because everybody had a digital copy on their screen, but they felt the need to print it out on paper so they could hold it and file it away. Now, the longer we keep using these things, we're starting to realize now that we don't need the paper. We can put everything in a cloud or on whatever it may be. And now you have a digital copy of it that you have access to at any given moment. And I'm starting to believe that that's what this blockchain is similar to. Same with the NFTs, because now I don't, if I want it, I can make it, print it, whatever it may be. But in reality, if I want to keep it there, it's there for for eternity and it's secure in its location. And I don't have to worry about anybody coming in and taking it. Exactly. Exactly. 1000%. It's all that. And then there's protection and, you know, valued security. So there's fish fork fish with the P, fish for cyber security. So it's a, like a Chrome plugin that you put so you can make sure it's authentication. You know, I don't click on any links. I don't, you know, deal with the bots. I don't click on any links in Twitter spaces. A lot of this information, a lot of the people building are on Twitter spaces. So like if you go to Chinakas, C-H-O-N-A-C-A-S.com, mm-hmm. I have an automation that sends you, um, you know, my handle. You can follow me. You can follow people on that list of people I respect and admire being in the space since 2018 and you do your own research and you just go and listen, just show up to listen and you follow these people. And then at the top on Twitter spaces, you can see rooms are happening 24 hours a day, nonstop about anything, podcasters, music, yoga, mental wellness, Iran, like, like Ukraine, like all these, like what's happening in Armenia, like all these social justice issues, sex trafficking, like, People are utilizing sex workers, NFTs. If you go to OnlyFans, you can connect your NFTs. Like sex workers and, you know, sex trafficking things, issues like this are being eradicated on the blockchain. People are having these conversations. The ecosystem is so strong. When we came here, we came here to live. We came here to have this beautiful experience. We didn't come here to, you know, we're primal beings. We didn't come here for fear. We didn't come. I mean, it's a part of the human journey, but like people have been misled and for a long time. And so like people are listening more and, and taking applied action for new choices to, to happen. And it's being created for us, whether people are aware of it now, the new world has already been built. Like it's, we've already hit the ground running. Um, they say we're very early still and that's cool. Um, and there's companies like popping up and, you know, more and more. And once you get into a rabbit hole, you're going to see what's happening in 
I'll educate you and I'll support you and, you know, show you thy way and you do your own research and be a beacon of light for yourself and then for others in your communities. I mean, that's the goal. So um, it's, it's really, it's really fantastic. And uh, it's a great, exciting time to be alive and living. And, you know, everyone feels like a kid again, you know, and there are kids in the space. Um, Mm -hmm. I just had this girl, um, Teresa Melvin, uh, on my podcast yesterday, you know, I, I interviewed for her for my podcast and she's a part of NFT kids magazine and, you know, she's 13 years old. And so it's, it's very, very exciting. So this, this whole, this whole concept that you're talking about, and it is very new, it's only been around for a few years and, and moving forward. Do you ever see the whole population of say the United States, Canada, whatever, accepting it and it just becoming a way of life or do you still see it being something that it's it, it's the division of what we're dealing with now and what nfts and blockchains could do a couple things those are great questions i think um it's not about accepting it it's going to be integrated whether people realize it or not it okay. already is right it, it, it already is if you look at a, 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 a plane ticket as a qr code right exactly you know? So, I mean, that just wasn't minted on the blockchain, but um, what's going to happen is I know MoonPay just did like the, the biggest deal in history with Universal. So you can do your own research, look that up. Um, there's going to be instead of doing a wallet and setting it all up, which is difficult for people, especially if you have like ADHD or something going on mentally, it's a lot. And, you know, my mom, she doesn't have a Facebook. My mom's never used a credit card in her life. She never did web two stuff. My mom never mm-hmm. did any web two stuff. She just, you know, she didn't want anyone. She knew she's so sensitive, you know, she's so close to God and she knew and she, she didn't want anyone. She's very private. And so she didn't get on any of those platforms. Um, and there are people like that and that's totally fine. And maybe a lot of your listeners are like, like my mom, and so I come from different angles and trying to understand like every, how everyone feels, but like, um, you know, they say Minecraft, Roblox, like, uh, games like that are very much the psychology of how blockchain and NFTs are. Um, but I feel like it's, it's not, it's going to get away from like, um, fuck render was on NFT now. And he said, NFTs are just a buzzword. They're just a buzzword. Basically it's a digital asset. So um, there, things are being shape shifted right now, but basically, um, it's like, there's artists who do art, mm-hmm. like fuck render. I'm an artist. Mm-hmm. Gabe Weiss is an artist. Warhodl, Z Hovac, you know, artists, Manny Lynx, artist, And then Eddie Gangland, artists, right? And, um, then you have music NFTs, which like Steve Aoki has Aoki verse. And Dead Mouse, what he's doing, and I have music NFTs as well. And Grimes did hers on Nifty Great Gateway in 2021, and it went for like over six million exclusively on Nifty Gateway. So there's music NFTs, and it can be a ticket to a concert, it can be merch, it can be access mm-hmm. to you know those communities. Because before, because of Spotify and Apple, Avril Lavigne, the fans can't directly connect, but right. now the fans can directly connect to the people and there could be a community wallet of like when the fans are going to the shows and they're spending money on merch x amount of percent goes to a community wallet of the community right of decentralization community of of this pot and if something's happening in florida or something happening in the world 
hey, the community says, let's donate money here. Let's put the money here. Let's have a show here. The community gets to decide like what's happening with the people, right? For the people. And another area is um, um, like Board Ape Yacht Club. It's, you know, people know about the apes and that's more of like a business model of uh, a brand, right? And like turning it into fashion, clothing, uh, a restaurant, having your IP can make you anything. Like you can have a podcast show with one of your NFTs if you want, right? And then there's another sector, which is Hollywood, filmmaking. And and the way the animation studios that are coming up and uh, decentralized pictures, DCP, you know, Francis Ford, Coppola Mm -hmm. ever heard of him and so Leo who went to you know him four years ago um you know four years ago finally it's the first finishing fun on the blockchain so we're breaking um you know gatekeeping in Hollywood and giving people they have a deal right now with Steven Soderbergh three hundred thousand dollars so if you're a creator you can go to DCP decentralized pictures and you can just show them your video, a two, three minute video, a sizzle reel of your idea about like, right. finishing funds for your project and get funded. So they have partnerships with a lot of people in Hollywood who are good people who are doing ethical things to help the people because mm-hmm. the model and the things that don't work, don't work. And we're dismantling it and, and you know, taking the power back for the creators. One thing you said, and I think if the, you would, if, if the name would change because i think people are confused by nfts i think if you call them digital assets the older generation would understand more of what you're talking about because we know what an asset is we know what's digital and i think that gives us a better understanding now earlier you mentioned about these twitter spaces and these people having these groups and talking and i think they're great i think they're wonderful but how much information is too much information for an individual? Exactly. Great question. It's all about going and listening and following intuition and how much like how much you want to put into it and what are we listening to? So it's the quality of the choice, who we listen to, right? That's why right. I made the the web three list of people I respect and admire right. to do your own research. Like you there's so many people out there. There are people who are claiming to be experts. If anyone's saying they're an expert, run. Like so many people are having these businesses like they're an expert. Like, good, let those people come. But they're going to be eradicated because it's so small and they get so exposed. But the thing is, for me, I'm very intense. So I, I dove in. Some people dive in and they learn. Some people get a little, a dose, it's too much. They go away. It's a psychology thing. And then you come back for more. You know, they say when you see a brand or hear a brand, you have to... The, the human body needs to see or hear 15 times to recognize it for the first time. So it's, 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 it's an introduction and it's someone listening now or re-listening and then listening to something else and listening and taking notes and seeing what's collective consciousness, see what jives with me, see what works, be li- and take note. Like, you know, it's like, it's crafting the art of communication, the art of learning. So it's crafting. This is curious. This, this rings a bell with me. I like this. And then I hear this and, I don't know about that. So I'm going to ask to make, to ask about this. Oh, and they'll say, Oh no, like, you know, you want to stay away from that person. So do your own research. And you know, like if anyone's forcing you to do something you don't want to do, like those aren't your people, 1000%, but just go and listen and learn. And people are so giving and coming from such a place of abundance and giving. So 
in Twitter spaces, you can learn so much and stay up on like what's happening, the evolution of what's happening and, and learn And the best way to do things are, is to ask questions and, and collaborate with others. And um, for me, that's normal. And for a right. lot of people, it's normal of my friends and who I'm around, but for the rest of the people in the world, it's not normal because we were taught to isolate. We were taught not to ask questions. We were taught to sit down, to act pretty, to turn a blind eye, to be quiet, to not get anyone mad, to not ask the question, to don't upset your uncle, to don't upset your father, to mm -hmm. don't upset this person instead of listening to ourselves. So listen to ourselves and listen to what others are saying. It doesn't matter if it's right or wrong. Just people need to be heard right now. We need to be heard and we need to listen a lot more. And that's what people can do as they're taking steps to be interested to learn more. And you listen, make... to, she's all over the place podcast. I have almost 100 episodes now. <laughs> well, you, you made a comment and I've been saying it for years about experts that no one's an expert because it's changing so quickly that you can't know everything at that given time. And I've had people come on this program and say they're experts, and, and I will not refer to them as that, because there's always going to be someone out there that knows more. And we all know different things about different subjects, but we're all yet not experts. We're all still learning about it. Now, the one thing, the other thing you said, too, and I think this is interesting. Oh, and, wait a second. One second. Yeah. I want to tell you something. Is it okay? Yeah, go ahead. My friend Jessica Greenwald at Art Basel last year, she was on a women empowerment panel and she said this, she's the creative director for Vayner three, Gary Vaynerchuk's um, company. Um, and she's also the creative director for fish Fort. but she said, think of blockchain community. Think of web three blockchain. Think of it as like an iPhone three. We're building, it's crashing, but when it's right. crashing, we're sharing how it crashed, why it crashed, so we can learn. Because there's so, all the all the leading people, they're all dumping money into it. There's so right. much money. But these are the people who have the access and the money to experiment, to get things going. And, you know, so think of what you're learning now as like very basic iPhone one, right? But mm -hmm. we're like, blockchain is like at a, like the, the top tier of, quote unquote, people who say they're experts, right. we're at like an iPhone three here. So we're all <laughs> learning together. Right. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, the other thing is, is you mentioned this too, and I, I find this interesting um, when I talk to individuals, especially individuals like you that are in a very progressive community in the West. I've always said that where I'm at is five to 10 years behind the West coast. And it is for the most part. Okay. What gets me is individuals like you, like anybody doing programming right now, you have a name that people recognize. You have a P you have a name, you have a face, you have the, the, the website, you have all this stuff, but you made the comment about people trusting how do you gain that trust from someone that's never really listened to you before? What do you do to make them feel comfortable so they come back again and again and again? Well, that's a great question. So basically, one way of attacking this would be I listen 
if I'm connecting with someone, whether I see them or not, when I hear them, their tone, what they say, what they don't say, how they say it, each word has its own meaning. And what it means to somebody else could be a different definition of what that word means to me mm-hmm. and how we experience that word and the situation. So if someone were to come to me and they hear me and I listen to them with however much information, then I'm like, okay, let's start with one, two, three things. Let's start with just like basic one, two, three. Let's take those things and it's a bit. So then that comes to a solution and, or it comes to an idea of how it could create a solution. And then we go do that next thing and we hold hands and we do it together. So applied action the person, the reciprocated person who's going is going to feel that they're going to feel that that A, B and C was acknowledged, filled, identified that I was ignoring that I needed support and help with. This is exciting. The person's going to feel it and know it and hopefully get excited. And then it takes you to the next step that makes you go to the next step. And that's how you build one step at a time, starting messy, not knowing, but taking a step and taking another step. And then checking in and holding hands and doing it together. That's how I think you build trust. Okay. One way. Okay. Because I've had this discussion before and coming from a radio background in 30 years ago, 38 years ago, actually, I feel really old now that um, when to, for us to have a microphone in front of us, we had to do four years of college to get in through that. We learned the basics of how the system worked. We learned the intricacies. We learned the models. We learned everything. And when we came out of school, we had a degree. And I guess that could be a rubber stamp that we knew what we were talking about for the most part. Now. You were taught all that. Right. You and everyone else was taught that. Okay. So 30 years later, I have people coming in who have never they don't know what responsibility is when it comes to communication. They, they just start spouting things off. They don't refrain themselves from topics that they don't know about, but instead they just keep on going. Do you feel that the people that some of these people that are getting into this, this, this method of communication should be said, someone should grab them and say, wait a minute, where are you coming from? What is your message you're trying to deliver and what responsibility do you have for that message that you're delivering? Yeah, it's a great question. I don't know the depths of the people or their circumstances, so it's just a blanketed answer from brushstrokes of what I heard. But for healthy communication, yes, lean in. I mean, if you don't want to hear something, like your your intuition tells you your body retracts. This doesn't feel good. I don't want to hear this. This is vulgar. Is it environmental toxins is it verbal toxins or are they frustrated passionate and you're reading them and they're saying something just because you don't understand doesn't make it right or wrong or weak or strong just because you don't understand it but are you willing to hold space to hear more to learn more or don't want to hear it but know you could send them to someone who could help them get the solution for what they're talking about so then it's not about them. It's about your character and if they can do something for you or not and your intentions of who you are and what what kind of experience you want to have. But what about if they don't want to change and they're realizing what they're saying is actually get, uh, gaining them an audience 
and they're just trying to do this as a shock value. And is it actually helping society? Or is it hurting society? I, why not? That's none of your concern at all. And people are going to do what they want to do and it's their choice and we don't know their path and their very thing that we maybe not agree with could be the very thing that is the, um, that is the board that supports us as a baseline to know what we do need to do and what we need more of. So every yin has its yang and everyone has their own experience and we can, we can listen to others. We don't have to take their knowledge or advice and we don't have to ring true with it. But if they're in the same, let's say marketplace or field, like there are other podcasters who do things and it's not mine, but there are other podcasters who do things that I could probably learn mm-hmm. from. I could probably actually do some more research and switch some things up, which I am to enhance and leverage my own success. And, and that thing that's holding me back, the thing that I do could be the very thing that's holding them back and they may not know it and you may know it, but they may not know it, but it's not for you unless they want. And they're asking to like school them on it like if you're not their teacher like you know everyone has the student teacher relationship but the thing is know thyself like i have been in the own my own way so many times and people try to tell me or would see it but they didn't know how to communicate and i would feel it and i would know it and not know what that was but only i can figure it out for myself because it's my life and my journey so we all have our own journeys you know, and what we grow through and when we're supposed to finally learn from those lessons as well, if that makes any sense. So let me go back full circle to the beginning of the program when you made the comment about Joe Biden and his response to um, people incarcerated because of possession of marijuana. You know that this evening, tomorrow, next week, there are going to be people talking against it because of how harmful it's going to be even though in reality, in your mind, you feel that it's going to actually alleviate a lot of problems. So where do the two sides meet? And because you're going to have, you're going to have one side that is going to be so against this happening that they're going to start saying things that are probably not true and vice versa. So where do you, where do you meet in the middle of that road? So what you just said, intuitively i went to the root to the polar opposite of joy the problem that the people so i would lean into know the concerns and why and you mentioned that oh things are going to get really bad which made me curious the emotion of curious to wonder why in your mind or the people's mind would it get bad or how what are the ways that it could be bad x y and z to know those things to find solutions for those things and to acknowledge those things one the second part the back and forth is hearsay people are going to talk all day but if we go to the root that's where the ip and that's where the the magnetic connection will come into play right but do you think people are going to go to the root or they're just going to throw their opinion around it's it's all of it Some people won't know how to get to the root. Some people won't understand what the root is. And there are people who just go to the root. And then some people may justify that their root is better than someone else's root. That's when you really get to the back and forth when people are thinking they're at the root. Okay. Because right now, and I know where you're at, we're dealing with it here with the, uh, the election coming up in a few weeks, that the stuff going back and forth, which most of it's just noise, 
how do you get to the bottom of that as a person that 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 studies society like you do how do you get to the root of that and how do you make it a better place because you know a lot of this stuff out there is just noise and well, how how do you teach people how to filter through that noise well you know something that comes up for me is like everyone's like oh vote go vote go vote right right but if you're not knowing within self the root of what you actually want and the truth of what you just mentioned your vote matters yeah your vote matters but like what are you voting for you know okay. what i mean some people when they're going to vote maybe they're not voting for what's best for them because of the misinformation okay okay and that and that and that's what i find interesting so then it goes back to my podcasting question about people spreading misinformation how do you know what they're saying is true it may be their truth but how do you know it's your truth you know it's a bit it's a bit confusing so we might have to break it down a little <laughs> but what the, there's there is your truth right there is my truth and then there's the universal truth the universal law of truth that's not yours that's not mine but the truth right that is sustainability that was here before we were that will be here long after we're gone okay so who are we listening to are you watching the same news company mm -hmm. are you listening to the same people mm -hmm. who do not have what you want who judge you who tell you what to do but do not pay your bills who are we listening to we're allowing ourselves to be controlled by our family members by people in our lives by things we've listened to we've allowed ourselves to be so small and thinking we have to do something so are we doing it from a place of being a sovereign human being like i would need to know who you are what do you stand for and why and it's a great time not only now but every day check in brush strokes tend your garden check in every three mm -hmm. months who am I listening to? Just because this family member is my family member and I've been listening to them for 10 years, do I need to keep listening? When's Just because we relationships change. Fine, you'll always be my mother. Fine, you'll always be my dad. But we can have a different relationship and dance in that relationship right. and check in. I cannot be reacting to my mom of how I was when I was three or how I was when I was 15. And she cannot be speaking to me certain ways the way she speaks mm -hmm. to me. Like when we grow up, and we're taught to, and it's like, my mom and dad still talk to me like I'm a kid, you know? No. Well, it's how we react to it or how we respond to it. Hey, uh, I've had to talk to my sister or my mom and dad, like, I appreciate you caring and, and loving me. And you're going to talk the way you want to talk to me no matter what, but I'm good. I got this. Like, like I'm, I'm a, I'm a young adult now. So whatever that principle and relationship is for the individual watching and or tuning in, like nothing is exact. Nothing is exact. We all have a different makeup. We're cut from different cloths. We're connected to different kinds of people. We're so connected. We, we, it's like, it's like dirt on a windshield where it's like, like it hasn't been touched in 25 years and it's like so dark. And then you're pouring hot water on it for hours 
and it's so stuck, like mm-hmm. like you need Drano, like a filter. Our minds are clogged. We've been so clogged and sitting the same way for 25 years, sitting the same way for 15 years. Like wake up, change our patterns, change our patterns, do something different. Like, you know, like, I mean, I could go on all day, but the thing about energy is energy and motion. You know, that's why I move around a lot. Right, if I right. Still stay, if I stay in one place, I'm going to get stagnant. Mm-hmm. And instead of appreciating this palm tree, I'm going to get bored of it. And I'm going to start blaming and shaming. Why is this palm tree brighter? Why yeah. isn't this shade darker? And so when we get with our partners in our workplace and our, our, our relationships mm-hmm. in our homes, instead of being like, oh, look how bright this rainbow is, you know, how wonderful my partner is, we start getting expectations of what we want from them every single time they're humans look what's happening in the world we want this from our partners we start blaming and shaming our partners because we're not doing our own work inside and taking responsibility for who we are and what we want for ourselves and we project it onto someone else and it gets hard Mm -hmm. so that's why it's great to create space and you know (laughs) go to the gym and go to do yoga and do things to get your neurotransmitters firing and wiring in different directions so we can make new choices and have space to honor ourselves first and foremost. So then we treat people how we want to be treated. Right. And change that dynamic. And it's hard when you've been with someone for 40 years or 30 years or 25 years. It's tougher. So. So the other thing is, too, is that do you feel and I, I'm not saying you well, maybe I am. I don't know. Um, the people that you're listening to, did you choose them yourself or did someone recommend them to you? Because I'm starting to see a lot of people don't go out and look for their own and make their own choices. They want someone to do it for them. So, and that's one of the reasons why I think we're in the problems we're in because everybody thinks everybody else is alike, but in reality, we're not. We look in different directions. We may occasionally enjoy the same things, but as you said before, we're not cut from the same cloth. We are so different in many different ways that today I may listen to this, tomorrow I may listen to this, but yet you're listening to something else that I may never listen to. Do you feel people are taking direction in a way that they probably shouldn't and they should start thinking for themselves? 1000% start thinking (laughs) for ourselves. You know, the very first thing that came up when you mentioned everything you mentioned was sheep and flocking and, and then society and and brands and people telling you where to go and what to do. Like literally because of what you just said, people aren't thinking for themselves, but don't shame and blame that people aren't thinking from themselves. It's what they were taught. It's what people are taught. We're taught not to listen to ourselves. We're taught to go to school, to be there at a certain time, to pay attention to this. We're told what to pay attention to. There's discipline. We're told where it's trained. We're told what to listen to, what to watch, what not to watch, you know, based on our society, our school, our circumstances, our families, how, how we grow up. But, you know, you know, in our homes, we're, we're taught so much. And when we're at home, those people are doing what they're taught and hopefully they're doing their best. And whether they're not, Uh, Are they repeating what was that's not serving them? Are they repeating um, good things or are they making or are they repeating, but also conscious to make new choices for being in 2022 going into 2023? So are we listening to people from 
late 18th century. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, when when fashion first started, um, when food came, we weren't going to a Michelin restaurant to enjoy a 28 course meal or, right. or, or you know, they, they were hunters going out to survive when people were putting on fashion pearls and beautiful jewelry and clothes, like it wasn't to be how I am today. It was, you know, to not die, to stay warm in the caves, you know, like like the meaning changes, the meaning and the relationship of our needs, our basic needs change, just like our relationships, our needs and our partnership. It, you know, we're, we're doing, so much service by checking in with someone else to see how they're doing and having their needs met because then our needs are going to be met a lot faster and then checking in with our needs of what we want you know do you feel hollywood has too much control on society i would say no i don't think hollywood has control on society i think inner inner entertain for inner I don't think control, I think it provides entertainment and that's what it is. And we can be entertained through video games, right? branding, commercials, through storytelling. Um, it's a responsibility of the people who are getting the jobs, whose voices are being heard because it's going to leave a legacy and a ripple effect of that tone and vibration of the stories that are being told that people will watch generations to come. But are um, all the stories being told, or are they just gatekeeping the ones they want to tell? Well, the ones who are doing that, that's fine. But there's independent producers mm-hmm. and creators and, you know, docu-series and Gaia. Now, there's, you know, the Gaia network. There's web series. There's YouTube. Like, some people I know, they don't watch any TV at all. They just right. watch YouTube. So, I mean, there's, it's, what you're talking about is just one area. Okay. But some people think that's the whole world, but there's other worlds happening, whether those people and their egos realize it or not. And I, and I understand it. Katie, this was a pleasure. Not that I had any idea. This is what we were going to talk about, but it was so enjoyable that every time I have you on, it is totally different than what we start out with. And again, thank you very much. This is also the first time I've ever talked to anybody in a self-driving Tesla before, let alone conducting the whole interview while you're in the car. Um, Katie, I'd love to have you back on. You're welcome anytime you'd like to come back and talk about whatever you want, because you are a breath of fresh air to me, because I keep talking to the same people over and over again, and you're the one with a perspective that I love to hear, and you make me think. Thank you. I appreciate you. Let's schedule it. We'd love to come back on anytime for you and the people tuning in. I'm here. That's why I show up. I honor you and I appreciate your words. <laughs> well, Thank you. Really? I, I'm, I'm like, great. Yeah, I, I see, I see not that. Watching, I'm <laughs> I see that. Yeah. Well, Katie, thanks. And you're grinning. Yes, I am. I Like I said, it, it was enjoyable. It really was. Because I can throw anything at you and you have a thoughtful intelligent response and you're not reacting because i've talked to other people like this and you can tell that it's just a reaction and it's not processed through because they're not listening this is my new thing now they're listening to answer not listening to learn and i think that's one of the biggest problems that we have is that every time someone talks we're thinking about how we're going to respond 
and we're not understanding what they're saying. Listening. That's why I love being an actor because when I'm, I studied with, you know, the great Susan Batson, so many and, and, um, Sherry Shaw comedy and you're, and you're talking, you're learning your lines and you're, you, I have all this, then you have all this anxiety, all this anxious energy because you're wanting to like, like get the words from the script that someone else wrote to embody it in my physical form, to remember it all when I'm a human being, not a human doer or a computer or a robot. And I'm learning all this information. And then I, I'm on camera and I'm not saying my lines. I'm listening. Uh -huh. I'm listening to what is being said, because when I am listening to what is being said, I can respond with what I learned. And then the other part is when I'm listening, when I'm listening to how they are saying it, then I can emotionally respond. That's acting. And that's humans telling stories, that's storytelling. And that's what actors are. Like if someone were to act right. out this scene of us being on a podcast together, right. they right. would have to study you and study me mm -hmm. and then do the interpretation. That would be interesting. That would be <laughs> very interesting. Katie, thank you very much. You have a great rest of your day. And I hope you're not stuck in the car much longer. Uh <laughs> thank you, Bill Alexander. I appreciate you. Mwah. I appreciate you. And we'll talk to you next time. Thank Going you very much. Lunch right now. Ciao. Okay. Bye. Bye-bye. Hey, a big thank you goes out to Katie Chinakas for joining me today. What a great time that was, and I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. And I'm looking forward to having her on the program again real soon. And thank you very much for listening and watching this edition of The Bill Alexander Show. Everybody, you have a great day, and we'll talk to you next time. Thank you for listening to The Bill Alexander Show. The Bill Alexander Show is a million-dollar baby production. For more information, go to thebillalexandershow.com.